Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another edition, the Monday edition of Wide Man Can't Jump. As always, I am your host, Tim, coming to you, coming to you, yeah, coming to you from the land of twisted tongues, from the great white north. And boy, it's uh, Monday, Martin Luther King Day, one fifteen in the afternoon here in Canada, or at least in Western Canada. And a big holiday for my friends south of the border. And what a weekend of sports we had this week. Oh, those NFL playoffs. Stunning upset or two. A couple of really close games. And, of course, the last game to take place tonight in prime time. Uh, NBA World. Uh, LeBron James breaks, I believe it was 38,000 points as he inches ever closer to the all-time scoring record. And in the world of college basketball, when's the last time Duke hasn't been in the top 25? I'm not sure, but we'll, uh, we're going to have a look at that more on this edition of Wide Man Can't Jump. So, we're covering after a long Weekend of bas- uh, basketball, football. Uh, of course, for me, some hockey tossed in there. What a week. And it was. It all started off on Saturday as we had the first uh, upset, I guess. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, the 49ers, led by a rookie sensation. Well, I guess he's not really a rookie, but... Uh, technically is uh, Brock Purdy throws three touchdowns and the 49ers pull away in the fourth quarter from the Seattle Seahawks uh, 41 to 23 the final score um, Seahawks were in it for a while it was uh, they were winning at the half actually and uh, but the fourth quarter they just couldn't uh, couldn't hold on to the lead anymore and uh, 49ers wore him down. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 119 yards through the air. Um, or on the ground, sorry. Another touchdown uh, receiving. Um, Brock Purdy throws for 324 yards. Uh, no interceptions. Pretty nice, solid day for the young guy. Uh, uh, I don't think a surprise. I think everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people, pretty sure that the uh, you know, barring a unbelievable performance from Geno Smith, who did not play too badly, um, uh, that the 49ers would win the game, and they did. Moving on, uh, but then in the second game of the afternoon, now the Jags, who were at home. But uh, we're only nine and eight, playing the Chargers, and uh, eleven points in the fourth quarter, and the Jags hold on to win thirty-one to thirty with a last-second field goal. Crazy game. Uh, at the half, looked like the Jaguars were toast. It's twenty-seven to seven at the half. And yet, somehow, they found a way to come back behind former 
national champion and I believe Heisman runner-up, Trevor Lawrence, who had, I believe, became only the second guy to ever throw four touchdowns and four interceptions in a, in a wild card game. Uh, still got, got it done when he needed to get it done, people. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are on to the next round. And the Chargers are headed home. Got some questions there. Uh, very upset uh, quarterback after the game. Had some things to say about ownership and a couple other things that we won't get into. Um, he didn't have the best day. One touchdown. You know, 25 and 43 for 273, which isn't, isn't horrible, but not uh, playoff winning stats. Uh, no, very little rushing game from the uh, Chargers, only 67 yards on the ground. Two TDs, but not a lot of yardage. Whereas uh, Travis, Travis Etienne Jr., uh, 100 yards plus. Um, uh, Jacksonville, 117. Uh, didn't run to anybody else. Lawrence had one run for eight yards, but that was it. Um, most of their damage done through the air. And, of course, a couple of, of uh, big fumble recovery. Um, what are you going to do if you're a Chargers fan, which I'm not. Uh, not that big a Jaguars fan either. But uh, next up, uh, Shad Khan and the Jaguars and Tony Khan and AEW Wrestling. So that, that'll be a big bragging spot for them, I'm sure. Uh, the Jaguars move on in wild card winners. And on Sunday, magnificent Sunday, where it started good, got even better, and uh, the last game was pretty solid too, actually. But more on that in a second. Buffalo holds on to defeat the Dolphins at home, thirty-four to thirty-one. Josh Allen, uh, decent day, 23-39 for 352 yards, three TDs, but two interceptions, was sacked seven times. Um, the Dolphin defense, uh, very tenacious on Sunday. Uh, Skyler Thompson, however, uh, you know, rookie, uh, or first appearance anyway, you know, 18 of 45, which isn't good. Uh, 220 yards, uh, one touchdown, two interceptions, and he was sacked four times. Um, Miami could not rush the ball, 42 yards on the ground. Um, that was the difference, I think, except for that uh, fumble recovery. Again, the turnovers playing a part in this game. Uh, Interesting game, you know. It was uh, 2017 at the half for Buffalo. Uh, 34-24, you know, 10-point lead going into the fourth quarter. Miami gets a touchdown. They are a uh, field goal away, uh, but just couldn't quite get it done in the fourth quarter. Buffalo moving on to uh, to that potential Kansas City neutral site game. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, in the second game, the upset of the weekend, the Giants of New York, Jeff's Giants, roll into Minnesota and beat the Vikings by a touchdown. The much maligned Daniel Jones, 
two TDs, no picks, only sacked three times, but only for 12 yards. 24 of 35 for 301. And another 78 on the ground himself. Uh, the Giants, they do enough to get it done. Kirk Cousins, don't know. Statistically, looks, you know, 31 to 39, 273, two TDs. But uh, not enough as they went for it on the last play of the game on fourth down. And, well, they didn't have a choice to go for it, but they did and did not make it. And that was the end of that. The Giants on the road with the giant upset. <laughs> Giants with the giant upset. Yeah, Tim, that's, well, that's going to bring the listeners. Uh, good game. Um, I called this one, actually. I did say to some people that uh, I, I thought the Vikings were ripe for the pickings. As they kind of have a habit of making things difficult for themselves and they did again and they couldn't crawl out of the hole which leads us to the late game which uh, the Bengals held on 24-17 over Baltimore um, Baltimore without Lamar Jackson of course as I uh, should have mentioned that uh, Tua did not play for Miami um, Tyler Hunter eh, so-so day Joe Burrow didn't have a good day either um, only one touchdown pass. Actually, Tyler Huntley had two. So uh, Cincinnati's defense gets it done with a 98-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown on a play where uh, I believe it was the Baltimore quarterback reached out the football to try to get it over the goal line and got it knocked out of his hand right into the hands of a Cincinnati defender who rumbled his way for the touchdown, and that was the difference in the fourth quarter. Cincinnati lucky, in my opinion, to escape with a victory. Um, could have went either way. Uh, actually, you know, if they if that fumble doesn't happen, it's uh, it's twenty four seventeen for Baltimore, and that game's probably over. And then tonight, of course, we've got the Cowboys in Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers. Dallas is three-point favorites, but I, ugh, this one would go either direction. Wouldn't be surprised either way what happens there. So once we have that last game, we'll know the entire schedule. But right now what we've got is for sure locked in. Uh, the Giants will be in Philadelphia on Saturday night to play the Eagles. And the 49ers will host either the Tampa Bay Bucks or the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night in prime time in the NFC. In the AFC, Jacksonville will have the unenviable job of going into Kansas City to play the Chiefs. That game is on Saturday afternoon. And Sunday afternoon, the Bengals will travel to Buffalo to play the Bills. Uh, if I'm a betting man, Ed Boggess, I know you like to put down the nickels on the games just like me. Um, Eagles to beat the Giants. Chiefs to beat the Jags. 
who Buffalo to beat Cincinnati, and I think the 49ers will beat. It doesn't matter who wins. The 49ers will win at home. That's my predictions. Um, I guess I'll probably see Ed's on the Twitter machine. That's what Ed does. He uh, follow his Twitter uh, almost religiously. So moving on from there, a great weekend of NFL. Um, NBA action heating up. Uh, it was a pretty good game uh, yesterday between the um, Lakers and the uh, 76ers last night. Uh, 76ers hold on for the win. Um, we got some action going on today, too. But let's, let's cover yesterday's uh, Sunday's games. Knicks won. Knicks, Clippers, Bulls, Thunder, Sacramento, Denver Nuggets, Portland Trailblazers, and the aforementioned Philadelphia 76ers with the victories. Uh, be an MLK day. There is uh, basketball on as we speak. The Pacers are in Milwaukee, 11-point uh, lead over the Bucks in the uh, second quarter. Uh, the uh, Pelicans are in uh, Cleveland playing the Cavaliers. And Raptors, my Raptors, Canada's Raptors, I guess, in New York facing the Knicks. And the Golden State Warriors are in Washington playing the Wizards. Those games are all underway, first quarter action. Uh, later this afternoon, we've got the Miami Heat in Atlanta, uh, the Utah Jazz in Minnesota. Phoenix Suns are on the road to the Memphis Grizzlies. And uh, the late game, uh, the uh, Houston Rockets are in uh, L.A. to play the Lakers. And uh, one final already from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, home of our NWA wrestling and Ric Flair. Woo! The Celtics lay a smack down on the Hornets, 130-118. to Now, I believe, if I am correct, uh, LeBron James, who, as you guys know, I'm not the biggest LeBron guy in the world. Um, some rumblings uh, that have nothing to do with his scoring thing. Uh, he's now firmly entrenched. I mean, he, he's going to break the record. It's just a matter of when. He needs a, roughly, uh, with his current uh, pace, uh, he needs roughly uh, 14 games, which will happen on uh, – February the 11th, uh, he only needs 364 points. So 25 a game, roughly. That's all it's going to take. Um, he's now at 38,024 for the career. Uh, Kareem has been number one since April the 5th of 1984. So it's taken on, and he broke yeah, the record, of course, held by Wilt Chamberlain. Um Say what you want about LeBron, but man, just the longevity, if nothing else, and the consistency. Um, I'm not sure who has played more games career-wise, if it's uh, – that has got something to do with the record, but you just don't play that many games. Uh, and – not be great. I mean, let's call it what it is. Don't like them. Still great. Don't change a thing. Um, but the other rumor that I've been hearing about him is a, a potentially that he wants out of L.A. He's, uh, you know, they don't look like 
they're in any condition to win much of anything. Um, they're below 500. Going to have to struggle to make the playoffs. Um, I, I don't see. I just don't see um, any championships in their future, barring something quite strange going on. Um, is LeBron looking to make a move to set up somewhere else and have his son join him there as for his last season or in two seasons? I suspect LeBron's probably got two, maybe three years left in him before he finally just decides he's had enough. Ain't going to be much left to do for him, so could hardly blame him for quitting. And he's got a lot of plans, businessman, entertainer, all that. Uh, for after basketball. So we'll see where that goes. Um, as of this morning, the Celtics are leading the Eastern Conference over Brooklyn Nets, who lost or are losing today. The Bucks are in third. Philadelphia is in fourth. Cleveland and New York rounding out the top six. Then the uh, next uh, four play-in participants, if the season was to end today, um, the Miami Heat, the Indiana Pacers, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Chicago Bulls. Outside, looking in at this moment, uh, the Toronto Raptors. Uh, half a game behind the Chicago Bulls for that last uh, play-in spot. So, But we're we're barely halfway through the season. Uh, just a couple games passed, so lots to happen there yet. Uh, in the West, still a, a different-looking um, Western Conference, at least for an older fellow like myself. Uh, Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, Sacramento, Dallas, and the Clippers are the top six, followed by Minnesota, Golden State, Portland, and Utah, just hanging on to Utah and the Phoenix Suns fighting for the last play-in game spot. Crazy. Uh, The Thunder, the Lakers, the Spurs, and the Rockets uh, on the outside looking in. So much, lots to come uh, in the world of NBA basketball um, as we ramp up. When for me, anyway, basketball gets a little bit more exciting as we get a little closer to the playoffs. NCAA men's basketball as March Madness looms ever closer. I know it's only the middle of January, but that means it's you know barely two months till March Madness. Um, the rankings came out today after this weekend where I, there was an, a record 11 ranked teams lost. That hasn't happened in a little while. Um, and ties the mark that was set uh, back in, um, oh, when was it? Uh, 2011, I believe. So, you know, 12 years ago, um, and before that, I'm not sure how far back we got to go to find it the next time, but I imagine a while. It's pretty rare for, pretty rare for eleven of them to play, barely, let alone all lose. But uh, some craziness going on. Uh, again, I think we're starting to see a bit of a shift in the uh, where the power in the uh, basketball world lies in college, because right now it's. Uh, the Big 12, I believe, is the conference to be, as they, uh, I believe, have um, a significant amount of their teams that are in the top uh, 16. Uh, you know, uh, 
that's like when you look at the top 25 right now, there are some strange, well, some faces you just, I'm not used to seeing there. Uh, and some faces that are almost always there that are nowhere to be found. But uh, I mean, we got Houston uh, staying at one, uh, the Jayhawks uh, at two, uh, Purdue at three, uh, Alabama at four, uh, UCLA up two spots to number five, uh, Gonzaga up two spots to uh, number, or sorry, I got that backwards. Alabama's up. Is it staying at four? UCLA up two spots to number five. Gonzaga up two spots to six. Texas up three spots to seven. Uh, Xavier up four spots to eight. Tennessee dropped four spots to nine. And Virginia went up three spots to number 10. Then we got followed by uh, the rest of the top 25. Arizona, Iowa State, Kansas State, TCU, UConn, Auburn, Miami, Charleston, Clemson, Marquette, Baylor, Providence, Rutgers, Florida Atlantic, and Arkansas. Now, what's missing from there? NC State, Kentucky, Duke. None of them are in the top 25. North Carolina, I believe Duke is in like 34th, 33rd. Uh, North Carolina is like pushing 40. Kentucky is nowhere to be found. I don't even know if Kentucky is in the top 50. Um, I'm not sure why that is, but it's what's happened. And uh, actually, it's good for, good for the sport. It's nice to see teams, uh, you know, that's what we all love about the Final Four is we get to see teams we don't normally see play bigger programs, and that tends to work for us. But uh, on the weekend, on Saturday, uh, Kansas beat Iowa State. Alabama won. Uh, this is the top 25 teams. Tennessee went down to Kentucky, who are 11-6. and six. Kentucky's got six losses. Uh, UCLA won. Gonzaga won. Uh, Arizona lost to Oregon. Texas held on to win by two points. TCU beat Kansas by 14. Kansas State, that is. Uh, Virginia, of course, won. Vanderbilt beat number 15, Arkansas. NC State beats number 16, Miami. Um, Indiana beats number 18, Wisconsin. Creighton beats number 19, Providence. Missouri goes down to Florida. Auburn wins at 21. Charleston at 22 beats Elon. I don't, they're 2 and 16, so I don't see what the big deal about that is. And San Diego State lost to New Mexico, and then Duke lost to Clemson. Duke is 13 and 5. I don't remember. It's been a while. I mean, maybe. By the end of the year, Duke might have had five losses a few times, but I don't recall a season where Duke had five losses in the first, I mean, what have they played, uh, 18 games? And they've already damn near lost a third of them? That's crazy. Uh, hats off to uh, the teams that uh, are in the top 25 that we don't normally see there because that's a nice thing to see. What else happened in the world of sports? Um, big soccer news. That's uh, Manchester United beats Manchester City in the Manchester Derby. And for those of you who know, you know. And for those of you who don't, there's no point in trying to explain it. Um, the Premier League 
the domestic soccer back in full swing after the World Cup has been over for a little while. Everybody's getting back in her. Um, I don't know when MLS soccer starts for North American fans, but it must be fairly soon. The world of hockey. Let's talk some hockey. Um, we're past the halfway point of hockey. Again, it looks like the uh, Bruins are the class of the league. Um, as we speak on MLK Day, they are beating the stuffings out of the Flyers. It's uh, six to nothing uh, late in the third period. That'll uh, move the Bruins up to thirty-four and five and four, which is head and shoulders above anybody else in the league. Um, they are definitely, as of this moment, anyway. Got a little bit of everything. Offense, defense, goaltending, they got it all. Um, If we look at the wild card standings for hockey, uh, in the East, uh, the Atlantic Conference, Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay Lightning are in if the playoffs ended today. In the uh, Metropolitan Conference, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, New Jersey Devils, and the New York Rangers would be in. And the two wildcard playoff teams would be the Washington Capitals and the New York Islanders. The uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and Florida within striking distance, maybe even Buffalo within striking distance, as it's still, we're only 42 games in, so halfway, a little bit more than halfway. In the West... In the uh, Central Division, the uh, Winnipeg Jets out front uh, with the uh, Dallas Stars and the Minnesota Wild being the three teams that would get in. Uh, In the Pacific, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Seattle Kraken. Gotta love that name. Kraken. Get Kraken. Get eaten by a Kraken. And a few other things I can't say on the air. And the Los Angeles Kings. The wild card, uh, totally Alberta affairs. The Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers in a dead heat at 51 points apiece. Uh, Calgary's got uh, one less game played, so they get the they'd get the first wild card and would avoid the number one ranked Jets, and the Oilers would get to Vegas if the playoffs ended today. Uh, still a lot of shaking and rumbling to go there before we uh, get to the actual. The time of the year where everybody gets pretty worked. Um, what else we got? I saw um, the wrestling world in a tizzy about Vince McMahon's return. I don't know what's going on there. Um, Got to be honest. Don't. Uh, not sure that it really matters anymore. Wrestling has become a very package predictable I mean not that it wasn't to some extent anyway but uh, unless you're a hardcore wrestling just uh, I don't know lost its shine for me a little bit Um, if Nate was here he would tell me that it was spectacular all wrestling was great and I would probably feel slightly bit better about watching it but as I say with the it's for me. It's it's not something I can watch on my own anymore, and be entertained. But that's me. So uh, after the break, uh, we'll be right back with uh, some tall tales from the world of sports, and we'll be right back after this. And we're back, and we are joined by 
Storm the Cat, who has decided to come up and sit on my lap for the rest of this uh, recording session, which is nice because, well, I like the cat. But anyways, uh, moving on, we're going to look at uh, some of sports most, or at least considered at this time to be unbreakable records. Now, as we all know, eventually, um, as the games evolve, uh, rule changes like, oh, I don't know, three-point shots, things of this nature, uh, hand-checking in basketball, uh, the way some of the rules in uh, NFL football have led to more scoring, and in hockey, too, there's way more penalties called than there ever used to be, that sort of thing. Um, some of the uh, supposedly unbreakable records may become unbreakable, but uh, let's take a look at some of the ones that uh, – at this point, anyway, looked like there there's no chance. Um, Jerry Rice's receiving yards record uh, sits at twenty two thousand eight hundred and ninety five. The uh, next closest active player, uh, this is of as of two months ago, so this total might be slightly different now. Is uh, Julio Jones is at thirteen thousand, so just over half. Um, Jerry Rice, uh, 14 seasons with 1,000 or more receiving yards, including three with more than 1,500. Um, he did play for a long time, uh, 21 years, um, and he only didn't play a full season two times out of those 21 years. Uh, he also was lucky as he went from uh, Hall of Famer Joe Montana to Hall of Famer Steve Young, but still – um, incredible, uh, you know, basically almost uncoverable for, for, for 20 years. Um, which is, uh, why no one is ever going to probably come very close to his receiving touchdown record because he has 197 of them. And, uh, next on the list is Randy Moss and he has 156, I believe. So, uh, hats off to Jerry Rice. Cause that's, that's one that's going to take a while for anybody to uh, break down. Uh, Cy Young in baseball. Now, part of this is because of the way baseball is played. Um, there was no relief pictures back in the day. Um, and now you're lucky if you go five innings, even if you're a really great pitcher. But uh, Cy Young had 749 complete games. Uh, the active leader is Adam Wainwright. He has 28. That's how ridiculous that is. Um, um, all Major League Baseball pitchers combined in 2022 had 36 between them. Um, Cy Young had 36 uh, in 11 different seasons. <laughs> um, also, doesn't look like anybody's going to come anywhere near his win-loss record, which was uh, 511 and 315. Um, just longevity and changes in the game, I guess. Um, just probably never... Uh, again, unless something changes in baseball, but boy, that would take a lot for uh, for that to happen. And so that one, that one's probably intact, although it probably gets an asterisk beside it. Um, Wilt Chamberlain in basketball, single season point per game record was is fifty point four back in nineteen sixty one. Um, the next highest active leader is uh, James Harden, and he had thirty six point one. It's only 14 points behind. That was back 2018. Um, 
you know, Wilt had 45 50-plus point games, uh, 15 60-plus, and three 70-plus. And then, of course, the crazy 100-pointer. Um, nobody's breaking the 100-point record probably unless, again, unless they change the rules. Um, sticking with basketball, another one that's probably never going to happen again unless something really changes in the game and the way players go around is uh, eight straight NBA titles by the Boston Celtics. Um, these days it's difficult to win one. Um, the Golden State, I believe, won three uh, until the Lakers. And then the Lakers, are Kobe Bryant, Shaq audition, won three in a row. Um, you know, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh got two, and those were incredible teams. But uh, the playoff, they had too much parity, man. And you sure ain't winning. Uh, I mean, good old man, to, to, to actually be able to keep the players required to win eight games, uh, eight uh, championships in a row, I don't think under the current system is possible because um, somebody would want more money and you, you just wouldn't be able to keep everybody. There'd be no way. Um, so that's one that's probably going to sit for quite uh, some time. Uh, the consecutive game record in baseball, Cal Ripken's 2,632 games. Um, the active leader is at 296. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, load management being a thing and all that now, uh, never happening. That that one's pretty safe in my opinion. Uh, Ricky Henderson's uh, 1,406 career stolen bases record. Guys don't steal that much anymore for whatever reasons. Uh, uh, it's been 14 years, 15 years since anybody even stole in the 70s in a season. Um, uh, and to put it this way, if you stole 70 a season, you'd have to play almost 19 seasons to break that record. Um, the active leaders at 336. So that one's looking uh, pretty solid. Uh, another in the world of Olympic sports, American swimmer Michael Phelps. Uh, 28 Olympic medals. Now, this is kind of a double because not only do you have to be good long enough to be in enough Olympics to get that many, you you, you got to be good enough to win them the last time or two you're there. Lots of people have done four Olympics. I think even somebody's done five, but they didn't win, you know, five medals a time. And then, you know, the next uh, person has got eleven, so uh, that's crazy. Um, I mean, swimming does have a lot of events, so if you're really good, you do have a chance to win lots. But to, to stay good at a speed sport like that for that many. Uh, I guess probably what three or four Olympics at least is, is crazy. Uh, and that one's uh, never seeing the light of, yeah, nobody's touching that one either. Um, uh, what else we got? Now the, the, the one that really jumps out for me because I'm a hockey guy and Canadian and all that. And even if you're not just the sheer uh, craziness of this record, um, Wayne Gretzky, 
greatest hockey player ever to put on the skates, has 1,963 career assists. Now, to put that into perspective, first off, the, the next closest guy has 899 as of the writing of this. So he's only halfway there. Um, if Wayne Gretzky had never scored a single goal in his career, he'd still be the NHL all-time leader in points just on assists. Now, to, to really put that into perspective and how difficult that would be, you would have to average 98 assists over, over a 20-year career. No one's had eight, 98 assists in a single season since Gretzky did it in 1990, and that's 30 years ago. Like, I mean, think about that. That would be like, like what's an equivalent? Because uh, no other sport keeps track of their points the way hockey does. I guess it would be like well, maybe winning the scoring championship in the NBA and not shooting any threes. And only doing it with two-point baskets. How much more proficient you would have to be than everyone else. Um, Mind-boggling, to say the least. Um, the goat of hockey and right up there for all-time sport guy because they're just nobody better. And I'm not an Euler fan or a Gretzky fan even for that matter, but I will recognize greatness when I see it. So there's a few unbreakable sports records. So, of course, we got to add um, uh, the ever-famous Ed Bogus, who I'm sure must hold several unbreakable Shinston over 40 basketball uh, records, and uh, I believe he runs some kind of race there every year. And uh, I'm sure he, that must be a, a task that no other mere mortal has ever managed to accomplish. Ed being Ed and all. Uh, I mean, Nick Hoff might own the record for uh, quickest uh, completion of a task after his wife told him he had to get it done. Although I, I think I could challenge him in that area. Uh Ed Bogus may also have some type of eating record. Um, I, there's just no way he can't. Um, I believe that uh, Giada Bogus, Giada, cool name, Giada, Giada, uh, star of Twitter, uh, dance star, soccer star, uh, multi-sport athlete, uh, photographic as all heck, sweet little girl. Enjoy her uh, father as uh, Twitter. Um, pretty cool thing he does where he takes a picture of her every day. He's been doing it for seven years and plus, I believe. It's pretty cool to look back. And even though I've never met the child or Ed for that matter, it's still pretty cool to uh, kind of have a, you know, sort of an inside look at the somebody growing up is pretty neat and was something that nobody really did back when I was a. Uh, young enough or when I had my own children who were that age. So that's pretty cool. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, haven't heard from uh, Tom Robinson in a little bit since the last time he was mentioned. Uh, not sure what's going on in the world of TR. Uh, I did speak to Jeff. Um, 
Jeff's work situation has changed a bit. So we're hoping to get something going here this week. Um, maybe some uh, playoff uh, football talk for you after my, I touched on it a little bit, but of course we go into much more depth with Jeff. Um, I talked to uh, Nathan's uh, sister and mother. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, nice to keep in touch with them. Of course, Angie, very upset that Duke has fallen out of the top 25, despite the fact that they blow goats. Uh, other than that, it's been fairly quiet uh, around the old homestead. Um, things are what they are. Um, we're in the January doldrums, although the sports is pulling us out. You know, we're not that much further away. Uh, you know, another month and football will be done. That's crazy to think that we're headed to be headed into the springtime of where college basketball will take over and then the dog days of summer where there's nothing but baseball. Although I think we've got uh, some American football coming up. Um, as the uh, can't even remember what the is it the USFL or the XFL or whichever one is going to start up here once uh, uh, NFL is done. So I guess we got that to look forward to. I guess it would be the the XFL. I guess that starts in uh, February. So hopefully it's better than what the uh, last iteration was. We'll see. Um, but uh, I'll give her a shot. Uh, it's better than nothing. And if there's some kind of quality to it, uh, I could see myself uh, tuning in. And uh, other than that, that's where things stand. So uh, don't forget tonight, uh, Cowboys, Buccaneers. I've got uh, Tampa Bay, but I hope uh, the Cowboys get it done. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. And uh, enjoy your week, folks. And we'll catch up with you next Monday after the uh, – next round a divisional playoff round and uh, we'll see where we're at and what's new in the world of sports take care be good to each other and we'll see you soon on the other side